Welcome to another episode of Sad in the City, you guys. It's good to be here. I'm starting to I'm trying to start with a different energy for this episode. I'm trying to start kind of gentle and calm. <sighs> now I'm sleepy. <laughs> we have so many more emails to get through. I'm so excited. Um do you have a Tears of Joy segment this week, Brianna? If you don't, it's okay. I do. I mean, I would love to hear yours, and that'll give me time to think of mine. Okay, perfect. Um, my best friend of going on 18 years now um, came to New York for a couple days, which is so nice. And, like, it's crazy what a difference it makes having, like, your family here. Because she's, she's basically my family. And I I just, like, it's weird seeing your childhood friends in your like new life too in a really nice way and it made me like new york so much more just having someone who loves me unconditionally and knows me so well in it and just being excited about my apartment and like going to do stuff and uh it happened very quickly like we weren't expecting to do it's just like a very quick trip that i never thought she'd be able to do because she has a real job (laughs) and thank god for everything being remote now so you can swing it um but yeah it's just really cool and we were like oh my god we did it we're adults (laughs) yeah we can do whatever we want isn't that crazy and we stayed friends this whole time it's so nice like that's the craziest part. It was that long of a friendship because I've never had anything like that. That's crazy. Yeah. What's your oldest friend, would you say? Now, we talked about this in the last episode, but like my friends who were really, really good friends have kind of been like demoted to like acquaintances like we mm. speak every so often. Yeah. That, um, I have friends still in Ohio. So people I was like growing up with, I guess, whenever we are thinking of each other, we'll shoot each other a text. But like active friendships, like no, I, I'm I, the friends I made in Rochester, um, some some of them ended kind of abruptly and oh. hard. I was sad that I'd lost those ones because I was like, oh, this is me making adult friends. I'm in my mid twenties. Oh, these will be the friendships that last. Right. And then when those ones ended, I was like, oh, this is more painful than I assumed it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but I am making some new friends. I was way too overzealous with that. I have made one new friend. <laughs> but um, it is an Who interesting is relationship. Because um, she she's she started out as a client. And I have not had good luck with clients turning into friends. Uh-huh. I've had friendly relationships with clients. But then once business gets involved, it gets sour yeah. really quickly. Um, but then she is just like... She is so hellbent on like, once I decide something, this is going to be it. And I need somebody like that because mm. I tend to just be like, well, I got a lot going on, so I'm not going to push too much. Mm-hmm. So she's pretty hellbent on it. And then she turned from a client into actually she's one of our staff now and she's oh. heading up like a whole new department here. And we're friends and we've gone out like three times just to a dinner and yeah. drinks and then we just catch up and she's so sweet and she asked me like how are you and I like and like looks at me and I was like what the fuck this is so awesome the bar is so low it really is the bar is so low for adult friendships <laughs> she asked me how are you and looks at me <laughs> also all I heard that entire story is we're not friends um you're like I've made one friend I'm like well who is it who's your one friend Brianna hey that you've made when Erica was here you were straight up honest you're like Brianna's been like you want to do something I'm like no well no because the only reason is because we you have to listen to me talk on this I know I know. so I'm scared to like burn it out it's the same way I feel about Erica like Erica was on the road with me all this last weekend and she was like oh do you want to I'll help you do this if you have to do that while you're in the city and I was like oh that's so nice of you no I'm not gonna make you do that like, I really don't, I don't want to burn people out on me. I totally understand. But I do feel that way about you. But it's just, we haven't had a chance to, like, yeah, have a friendship outside of working together. Right. And I know 
it will come it'll it'll be fine but, but that's this podcast this podcast is us having the conversations that you do with people you're becoming friends with very true so it it is like it is sort of funny because even in this business like there are people that i consider friends or people i'm friendly with that i've only like done a podcast with oh, yeah. where i see sometimes and then you like do their podcast and that's how you get to know them or they do your podcast or you um do a, a weird college gig together <laughs> like it's hard to make adult friends it's easy to make adult acquaintances like you don't have to do very much to feel like you know somebody because you just have to meet them once and then follow them on social media and then you guys know the basics of each other's <laughs> lives if they post a lot it's very strange yeah um but yeah it's been it's been really nice and comforting to have somebody even just for a couple days who is from what feels like my real life yeah and it's very grounding and it it's so easy for me to feel like what am I doing here? Is this even real? Like, is this actually happening? Because there's nothing like tethering me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's it's probably like when certain people go away to college and it's like not the right fit and there's just nothing familiar around you and you just start to feel like you're floating and like you are a ghost or something. Right. I don't know. So it's... It's sort of how you feel where you're like, she looks at me I know. and she asks me how I'm doing and I know she means it. Right. And I don't have this low hum of anxiety going while we're together as I worry about whether or not this is permanent, this right. person's going to stay. Like, it's just very, it's very helpful. It's very and and being home for a while in LA felt like that too where even though I was really sick with COVID and I was very isolated I was in my own space and and felt like me and that's not always the case out here um so my tears of joy includes that and then also we flew in Sunday night and we got we got in at like 5 45 and we were like what should we do and we're like we're like starving we should get dinner for sure but i'm like what do you want to do while you're here like you're only here for like two days like do you want to see a show like what do you want she's like i don't know what we'll be playing and like she's leaving tuesday night so it would like we were like looking at broadway shows we're like all right what's playing monday and like nothing nothing <laughs> plays on monday and she's leaving tuesday and so some things play on monday but not very much. Right. And I was like, I mean, Book of Mormon's at like seven. And she's like, tonight? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, should we just go? And we just went. We just like, we just made the decision. Yeah. And like an hour later, we were sitting down to watch Book of Mormon and it was so good. I it was love it. so good. Yeah. Like I can't, I mean, when something's been playing that long, you're like, obviously this is probably very good. <laughs> what people like this yeah you're like this is this is pretty popular <laughs> i'm not like it's not like have you heard about this <laughs> but sometimes things don't live up to the hype in that situation like i remember i saw wicked with my sister when i was like 21 and that was something you're so familiar with like i was familiar with book of mormon but not like i knew all the songs like right and wicked was like so popular when i was a kid that it i had already like read the book and i knew all the music <laughs> so i think that was a little bit of a letdown and that you're like that was really cool but i knew everything that was gonna happen and there was kind of no element of surprise and that was not the case with book of mormon so book of mormon was crazy good and it it was it was one of those things where i go this would not happen anywhere but new york and those are the best nights where you're like okay we just decided to do something at the last second and it was something that you would have to plan out so far in advance if you lived somewhere else and so that was really special and cool um it made me appreciate being here yeah those are uh i remember i was working a corporate job and i got a call from a new york number and i hadn't been here that long so 
at first I thought maybe it was like another job opportunity because I put in a ton of resumes. And so <laughs> it's like, well, I'll answer. Uh, usually I don't do that. I will not answer if I don't know the number. But for some reason this day, I was like, just answer the phone. And <laughs> this moment was like, oh, I'm being pranked, catfished, or scammed right now. <laughs> so this woman calls and she says, I'm blah, blah from Samantha B. Um, you were uh, drawn from the lottery to have tickets to today's tonight's show. Can you make it? And I was like, oh, well, I didn't put in for a lottery. <laughs> Just sitting there thinking like, this can't be right. I was like, wait, but they have my number. But what's happening? And I was just like, yeah, I can make it. What do I need to do? They're like, we're emailing you now. And just sent all the information over. So I immediately texted Matt. I was like, did you put us in for this? He goes, oh, yeah, I just... It was oh. a long shot. And I was like, it's for real. And so I went from, I'm not doing anything tonight. I'm in the mundane yeah. activities of doing my everyday shit. It's all surface level. When you were talking about that, like, spontaneity and having a moment and doing something, like, you don't realize how in the pocket you are of just mundane life until something, like, surprises you. Mm-hmm. And you have a moment to have... Uh, a surprise and so I was like shit that's so exciting so we like I left work a little early we went and we stood in the line we did the whole thing she's hilarious it was great recording it was just fun to do something in a moment where I was like I'm just gonna go to my tiny apartment I'm gonna eat a sad meal yeah and work probably more tonight and then wake up and do the same thing tomorrow so New York yeah. is one of the coolest places yeah in that way you do feel like you have a lot of agency that you have a lot of options of what to do. Like the last episode I was talking about feeling powerless here. And I think that's why it's so, um, it's so up and down. It's such a roller coaster because you go from feeling so powerless and isolated to flying so high of like, I just decided to do something and I did it. It was like, it was so doable. Um, I had a friend who did that with, conan i think they like had put in for conan tickets and you like find out like that day or something yeah so i'm you know other big cities are like that too it's not just new york but in terms of like going to see a show like a broadway show like that's not a thing anywhere else like literally nowhere else at least in the u.s like that i can think of is like it's sunday let's just go to a thing any night of the week right it's yeah so that that's really cool um that's the only positive thing i have to say about new york this week <laughs> uh, we went to magnolia bakery which i haven't been to before been. it's like is that like just like a popular chain here is it a chain it yeah. is a chain right yeah, they have lots of locations because but it's only in, in new york yeah 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 that I had the best lemon bar I've ever had in my entire life. Oh my God. It was so good. I'm still thinking about it. Now I wish I would have went. We did the Sex and the City tour. I You did? One of my friends came to visit. I was like, finally a reason to go. <laughs> Not just by myself. So I took her with me. And she was like a, she's seen it before. She wasn't a fan. I was like, good enough. We're yeah. getting in the van and we're going. Are you familiar? <laughs> here we go yeah i was looking for any reason not to drag matt with me because i was like this just isn't fair like sure he's seen it but it's not fair where does the sex in the city tour go oh we went to aiden's bar uh, steve and aiden's bar the actual location um which is very cool you go to uh budokan where they had big and carrie's engagement dinner that huge like table thing and we actually made reservations and went back there later that night so cool you get to go in when like nobody's there and like look around oh um it takes you through on the bus you watch stuff you watch behind the scenes footage and then it takes you through like you start um at park ave uh 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 where she like you know, leaves him in front with the white horse and all that shit. So it was just so cool. Um, And they take you all the way back and you come all the way back up. Oh, you go to a sex shop where like you look at like the rabbit stuff, like the vibrators and whatever. Um, That's fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. You get to go out to eat and yeah, it was. Did your friend like it? Yeah, she was like, oh, this is cool. But she wasn't, she wasn't like me where every time I saw something, I was like, this is it. This is where they were. Yeah. (laughs) Freaking out. Not like, like, this is nice. Not like touching the walls. Like, (laughs) they were in here. 
Yeah. That's well, good. Keeps you grounded. And the bus driver, she set us up dirty because she's like, and one time we did see Sarah Jessica Parker walk across the street right in front of our bus. So, of course, we were like, it could happen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So that's so crazy. My uh, my buddy, Alex Edelman, who's a very funny comedian, is doing a, a show out here called Just For Us. And he's had like all these famous people go to it but he told me he told me he had sarah jessica barker come to it and like po- she like posted about it i think and i think like his show might be sold out now because of that but <laughs> yeah. if it's not you should go see it um <laughs> and i was like that's crazy that is insane that's so nuts oh i've heard she's really her. cool oh really i've heard she's really nice and cool i mean i've had people interview her not here but like other places and they were like yeah she was very nice but matt this is my favorite New York story. I'm working. Matt calls me. I was like, this isn't right because we just don't call each other unless there's something that's wrong. And so he calls me and he goes, you'll never guess. And I was like, you're looking at Sarah Jessica Parker right now. What? I just intuitively knew. And he goes, she's she's right across the street. That's and, so funny that that was your guess. Oh, I just knew. I Because I, when we moved here... I told you this already, how embarrassing it was. I was like, she's in like every van that I can't see in the backup because I just, I'm obsessed with her. Like, I love her so much. She's like, the reason I'm here is because of that, that show. I would never have wanted to come here. Uh, So I have this, I have this just feeling that I was like, before I leave New York, I'm just going to meet her. Um, But I worked all the way downtown. Matt worked all the way midtown. Um, He had just walked outside and she was doing a photo shoot for one of the movies where she had like short blonde hair. It was, it came out. Oh, so you wouldn't have been able to meet her anyway. 2016, 2017. No, I would never have been there. But the security guard was like, what are you doing to Matt? Because Matt's pretty tall and he might just look like he's a creep. (laughs) Ah! He's just like watching Sarah Jessica Parker and taking pictures of her on the street for me. He wasn't doing it for himself. You're like, this is for my wife <laughs> i please yes, it's not me uh, trying me. to get husband points over here <laughs> uh, it freaked me out i just knew it as soon as he called me i was like Sh- you're around her and he was like i'm you're looking around at her, her. Yeah. he was so my close. sarah Je- jessica parker's sense is tingling <laughs> that's so funny yeah wow yeah the obsession is real fucking love her yeah. Oh, um, she did maybe respond to a comment of mine on Instagram <gasps> once. Wow. Yeah. Or whoever runs her Instagram did. How dare <laughs> you? <laughs> Would love to believe that. Sorry she to be that person. Responded to me. Um, we had another podcast. It was books on the subway, like an initiative to like read books and share books, so you don't have to buy new books. Is that when you just leave books around New York? I've yeah. like seen people do that. And they put the little sticker on it says, you know, read me put me back let someone right. else take me um that sounded sexual uh, <laughs> take me on that's gonna bench. be that's gonna be uh th- if you are on a dating app put that as your bio take me read me put me back for somebody else <laughs> for someone else to enjoy me yeah um but i was like oh we, she was she's very into books and reading and she's always sharing what she's reading on Instagram. So I like comment. It's like, we should have you on this podcast. And she goes, that would be so cool. I'm filming HBO divorce right now. It's kind of crazy. Maybe after. And I was like, it's her. I knew it. That was an assistant promoting divorce. That was an assistant going, we have to, that was a social media company they hired to promote the show. Respond to some comments. Say you're too busy because your show is being filmed. I'm pretty good at just ignoring what doesn't suit my <laughs> mental state. And I don't hear anything you're saying right now. <laughs> I'm so. kidding. I'm I'm totally kidding. No, when it's I very when I respond to messages on Instagram, it's me. Um, but that's just because I don't remember my password. <laughs> so I can't let anyone else into it. But like other other stuff, it's not. It's yeah. not me. But Instagram is. Um <laughs> so yeah, it could be her. I just always assume that anybody really famous does not run their social media. I I understand that. And also, I was watching uh, the new Sex and the City, mm-hmm. and she's doing the podcast. I was like, really? You could have come here. <gasps> I know you're in a place, and you could have come here. Oh, Part my God. I was very salty about that, but I love SJP. I just didn't get... I watched only the first episode, and I didn't get why they were trying to make Carrie look like a prude or something. Yeah. Where they were like she talking about it is different than writing about it it's like no it is what are you talking about right this is this is just 
bad writing. Like, yeah. why are you guys trying to make it seem like she wouldn't be cool about talking about sex yeah. on a podcast? I remember it was like that in the series, too. There was a, a conversation where Samantha was, like, trying to get her to open up and she's like mm, no and she was like she wouldn't talk about it i was like she's a sex writer yeah but like every other episode you would yeah exactly right <laughs> yeah like, I, I didn't like it either but i still so watched weird. it all because yeah you watched it all oh did you like it that's a no objectively no i did it objectively, objectively no no but it's subjectively great but in my head anything that is like keeps that story going while they're alive and able to do this you know right you're like i don't care if this I is don't good really care like it's yeah. just cool to see carrie be carrie uh, you know like yeah I, I don't really care that much my writing partner um who's also named taylor uh tetro she said something so beautiful to me like in the last week or two where we were talking about stuff watching stuff that i was like i mean it's not good and she was like uh, she's like, yeah, but there are a lot of different kinds of good and things can be good without being good. Right. And I was like, that is the most beautiful way of saying I like to watch crap sometimes. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and some things are just for fans. It's okay if you don't like something. Right. It's not for you. Like the Sex and the City reboot is for people who loved Sex and the City and as Brianna said, just want to see it continue it doesn't have to be for everybody. Yeah. It was, well, the new Star Wars, I didn't know anything about Star Wars, had never seen it. So when the new ones came out, I think it started in 2015, I was into them. I fucking loved you it. You never saw any Star Wars before a new, the new one? No, never. What? Not a one. That's so weird. That's, I don't want to shame you, but that's super weird. Feel shamed. No, I don't, I don't okay. know anybody who's not a child. Oh, I just never watched Never them. watched a Star Wars movie until don't the worry. new ones. My family made sure I watched Halloween with Mike Myers growing up, but I never saw Star Wars. What? Yeah, I had nightmares with that for a long wow. time. Yeah, we didn't have our priorities straight, okay? Ah! So I met someone that really liked it. He was also very hurt that I had never seen him. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'll have to fix that. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. It just never, I never got around to it. And then, so I started with the new series, that the new trilogy that came out. And it got me into Star Wars. I was yeah. like, this is so cool. I want to go back and watch everything from the start. And then it's just been nothing but people being like, oh, these new ones are crap. They're repurposing the same storyline. I was like, okay, but it brought new people into yeah. this old story. So... I get it. It wasn't for everybody, but sometimes those things help. Yeah. I, and you know what? I'm sorry for judging you because when I was a kid, I saw the prequels first. So at that time they were the new ones, mm -hmm. which we now know are not good movies, but I saw them when I was a kid. And so it was my first experience with star Wars. So I was like, okay. Yeah. Midichlorians. <laughs> sure. This is awesome. Yeah. Like I've never seen any of these spaceship stuff. And then you, event i watched the technically i watched them in order <laughs> i started with episode one there you go and i ended with <laughs> episode six <laughs> so that was just confusing um but yeah i haven't met anybody who watched the new ones with daisy ridley yeah first. like as that was their first introduction to it yeah yeah well Interesting. please don't ask me movies i've seen them i really and i will relate this back to mental health because <laughs> i'm pretty sure this describes me um i have a hard time with wanting to start new things mm -hmm. i'm clutched to things that i've already watched and know and understand and i know there's no triggers in there for me or yes. anything like that i get not that i think star wars had any triggers you don't know <laughs> it's just you me. never know <laughs> very true but i just there was something I um I saw it on TikTok. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm literally just starting to sound like you at this point. But yes, I did see it on a TikTok, mm -hmm. and they were talking about how people with a lot of anxiety tend to just go back to the things that they know that. I think I referenced them. this on an episode already. Didn't oh, I? really? I think I did. Maybe I'm wrong, it but I thought sense. I did. It where makes yeah, sense. where you maybe. If I haven't said this on an episode, I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, but on. I think I feel like I talked about this tiktok where they're like you can't it was 
Maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I was talking about something else. I'm really yeah. sorry for interrupting. You say it just in case. No, I, it's funny that we're only like 10, 11 episodes in. We're like, when did we say it's it? There's it all a bleeds lot. together. Wait till we get to episode 50. I know. Sound like old women be like, remember? On episode remember 12? Did we cover and just like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just people with anxiety tend to not take risks on new things because mm-hmm. they can be exposed to something that will hurt them versus yeah. going into something that they already know that it will be of comfort to them. Yes. So if you tell me about the office, if you ask me about sex in the city, if you ask me about things that I've seen through and through, how I met your mother, all. 10 seasons or whatever it is, I will rewatch those versus taking a chance on a new show. Yeah, it's self-soothing. Yes. It's, I have so many shows just like on a loop that I'm not even watching really. Yes. That you're just... That's how Friends is, yep. Yeah, that's how Friends is. It's, it's, it's the stuff I end up like falling asleep to at night. Like I saw a TikTok where people were talking about how I ha- they have to fall asleep to Gilmore Girls. And every comment was like, I thought I was the only person. I have to fall asleep to Gilmore Girls. And I was like, <gasps> like the internet's so cool. It's just like you, like I fell asleep to Gilmore Girls for years. Yeah. I did that. And I don't so much anymore. I use the white noise app. Mm. But every once in a while, when my anxiety is really high, I need to listen to it. And there are some nights where I'm even annoyed. I'm like, I have this memorized, this episode. <laughs> Why am I watching this? But then you get bored and you fall asleep. Yeah. So that's exactly. good. And it is. You know exactly what's going to happen. Right. And that's all you want. Like, you can't always handle Yeah. a brand new thing or like right. getting nervous. We, me and my best, best friend watched um, The Lost Daughter last night, which I was really excited to see. Maggie Gyllenhaal's new movie that oh. got like really good reviews. But like the whole time, you were very anxious, the whole movie. And like, sort of like, it was very unsettling. And I was like, this was not like a comfortable experience. I didn't, I didn't enjoy watching this. And there are so many good movies and shows that don't make you feel good. And so you have to know what you're in the right headspace for. Yeah, I, I, I love the regular uh, series of Dexter. Oh, of course, hated how it ended, just like everybody else. In the I world. didn't. I don't know how it ended. I couldn't. I couldn't keep watching that show about murdering people. Right. It was. It was a lot. But I. I really did. I loved it so much. And then it ended, and I was like, "Oh, that was a horrible ending." But it made sense. It's time to wrap up the story. It's like done. And then when they brought this back, everybody in my life knew how much I loved it originally. So they're like, "Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you seen it yet?" And I was just. I was like, "No." Because I know it's going to be a thing and I know it's a very anxiety driven type of show and it's great writing and I and I do love it in a sense, but it just is like I have to gear myself up just like mm. I have to gear myself up to watch something I know is going to be sad. Mm-hmm. You had talked about that Val Kilmer documentary. Mm-hmm. I was like, why? Well, I'm going to cry. And so I'm going to save it for a time where I'm just like, it's fine. Let's cry. It out. Yes. Um, but I did wind up actually watching the Dexter. I spread it out over time so I didn't overwhelm myself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I'm saying things out loud, I start to feel kind of crazy. I'm like, oh, overwhelmed from a show like it seems I don't think that's crazy. It seems like maybe you should be able to handle those things. But yeah, I I did watch it and I love it. It was so good. It took me right back to where the best seasons were at. Yeah. And the writing and the style and the everything that happened. So I'm very happy that I did it, but it took me much longer to gear up for it than yeah. I think people were expecting me yeah. to need time for. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and if you go into the the wrong thing at the wrong time, it can really throw you off balance and mess you up emotionally and it's just not it's just not worth it um even like yeah it just depends like i was talking to a friend of mine who told me to watch station 11 it's on hbo max but it's about like a pandemic it's about like most of the world is killed by a flu oh god and then it's like this like post-apocalypse. And I was like, why would you tell me to watch this right now? And he's like, well, it's like a split. He's like, it's like a split timeline thing. So like, it's not all during the flu. I'm like, but it's still after a huge flu. Like the, I can't watch any like end of the world, end of civilization stuff right now while I have the pandemic illness. Like right. this That's is not lot. what I need right now. I need something that takes me out of it completely 
And then sometimes the stuff that you watch that is an escape, you can't focus on when you're not in pain because you're like, I'm fine. I could handle something good. <laughs> you know, like sometimes you can't handle something really good. Something you need something stupid. It's why people like reality TV shows. Yes. We're like, yes. okay. I think I got so sick one night. I just watched the first episode of Love is Blind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That show sucks. That I show watched is, it all. I know. Yeah. But I got it. Yeah. I get why people like it. And I really enjoyed watching the first one. Hated it, though. <laughs> I hated it. That couple's still together. I too? know. I know. What? Two of like, them are still together. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. It's reality shows I can't get into because I'm like, this is bad, right? <laughs> but I also respect it for what it is, <laughs> which is like a drug. I'm like, this is like, it's. I've never done coke, but I feel like... <laughs> I would feel this way about Coke if I did it. Or I'm like, I mean, this was this isn't good, but I respect it. I whatever you were trying to make happen when you created this, you did it. You did it. I'm not saying it should exist, but you hit the mark. You you got what you were going for. So <laughs> way I felt about selling Sunset. Oh yeah, I was like my I friends don't really like that. Don't watch this. I was like, I, I watched it. I watched it all. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't relate in the slightest yeah. to anybody or any storyline whatsoever. And I'm like, this is great stuff. They're yeah. pretty and they're in pretty houses. Yeah. So I like it. That's <laughs> And that's fine. That's so fine. <laughs> Let's look at some emails. All right. This one is from Jennifer. Sending love to Taylor and Brianna. Hello, ladies. I am a 45-year-old female living in Tucson, Arizona. I've been to New York once, and although I love the idea of New York, it was a lot for me personally, although I'm pretty sure I told my husband that I could live there. Hindsight, eh. <laughs> I am an introvert and have a painful time trying to make friends. Ugh, I'm exhausted just thinking of it. I have two best friends from high school that are like my sisters and have zero strength to find new people. I saw Taylor's special on Netflix and have been listening to the podcast. I love it. I can relate to a lot of the content because it is easy to be sad in any new place and I have moved around a lot over the years. I've been married for 23 years and laugh my ass off because I remember being single and dating and I hated it. I cannot imagine dating now in this digital age. Okay, brag. <laughs> All of this boring letter to say that I appreciate you and the laughs I get when I listen. You are both so delightful and help me get through my remote work. Thank you for taking the time to share your lives with us, Jennifer. That was so nice. Thank That's you, Jennifer. So sweet. That was so sweet, even though you uh, really rubbed it in that you've been married for 23 years. Really just, it's just so funny that people are still struggling to find someone because I've been happy forever. I'm kidding. I'm very happy for you, Jennifer. Okay. This one is from Michael. Thank you for a great podcast. Let me start by saying I have never done I've never done this before in my life. I've never sent anything like fan mail before, but this podcast is a great source of inspiration, laughs, and introspection, so I had to write in. I absolutely love to spend time hearing from amazingly talented people with creative skills I don't have. I know this seemingly effortless conversation takes a ton of work, and thank you for investing in that work for all of us saddies. When Brianna said something about being from Ohio, my ears perked up as they always do when someone mentions my home state. Her description of cornfields and boredom doesn't narrow things down a lot, though, <laughs> since that describes many of Ohio's 88 counties. Same as the number of keys on a piano. Thank you, sixth grade Ohio history. Did you know that, Brianna? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, not someone, a music person. Someone needs to pay attention in history. <laughs> However, when she said that she was from Louisville, I had one of those holy crap moments, as that's right down the road from where I grew up in Uniontown and in the same county. I've heard people say that Ohio is a great place to be from, and I generally believe that. A lot of podcast discussions so far have talked about why to move to a city, a job, a desire to be someone new, etc. But my situation is a bit different. I moved to a big city in order to get away from where I was. Less of a feeling of a city drawing me to it and more of a feeling of a location pushing me away or me running away. One of the two. All the way through school, I was the object of a lot of what we would call bullying today. But back in the 80s, we didn't call this out as much as we do now. I certainly wasn't that much of an oddball in school. Not like, say, Marilyn Manson, who also grew up in the county I did. 
but I was just far enough outside the very narrow mainstream of what was acceptable manly behavior that I was an easy target. Not particularly athletic, offbeat musical tastes that weren't just what MTV was playing. I spent a lot of time chasing after the book bag that people stole, hearing about how I was probably gay because I didn't have a girlfriend, etc. Our area was very homogenous, so conforming to a narrow standard of behavior was essential. Not a lot of diversity there. Getting away to a larger city that was more diverse, in my case, D.C. and its suburbs, was a way to deal with this, especially since my parents' solution to the bullying was essentially to recommend that I just wait it out and assume that my life path would diverge from those of my bullies. Oh, God, parents. Not great parents. It's so funny to me that I guess parents just deal with stuff the way they dealt with it in school. Like if you got bullied in school and just waited it out and it was fine and then you have kids and they're being bullied, it would make sense, I suppose, to be like, just wait it out. That's what I did. But that's sad that you, you know, weren't given more support in that way. I'm sorry. Um, I suspect that this is why my wife didn't have to work too hard to convince me to move to the DC suburbs a week after we got married, as I was already prepared to go anywhere but here to get away from a lot of bad memories. I actually had a job offer in Ohio, but taking it would have meant my wife's career would have been a dead end. So I felt like moving to give her a better career path made more sense. I guess it worked as we're still married and still living here after 28 plus years. Oh, that's so nice. Look at that. (laughs) Look at that compromise. We'd love to see it. Uh, When the podcast topics moved toward not being able to present because you're too worried about... Oh, sorry. When the podcast topics moved toward not being able to be present because you're too worried about what bad thing might happen, that really resonated with me. I am definitely that way. I have a hard time enjoying anything that I think might end. Hopefully this podcast lasts a while. We're trying. (laughs) Related to that, the events of the last few years around the pandemic and the general political environment have been stressful for me, as I feel like I have to be vigilant almost to the point of exhaustion in paying attention to the big issues of the day. I feel pretty guilty when I check out mentally to stay sane, as I feel like I'm not doing my part. I feel the exact same way. I've really felt like that lately, where I will go in and out of being really good about staying informed and and watching the news every day and then you just hit a wall where you're like i can't do this for a bit and i'm just gonna have to hope that i hear about the big things because i i can't start my day like this every day for a while and it's so hard to strike that balance between staying informed and staying sane so i very much relate to that I'm very glad that Taylor liked DC. I feel like every I feel like the city used to be one that everyone liked as a lot of the monuments and buildings are the backdrop for American history and have a lot of meaning for people across the country. Uh, now though with the political polarization in the country, I'm not sure the city creates that positive feeling in everyone. Yeah. Um, it's easy to feel isolated here, especially as everyone's high strung and wrapped up in making the most of their short time in DC and are willing to climb over people to achieve their goals. Sometimes isolation in a city is not entirely bad. If you want to be alone with your thoughts for a bit, commute or whatever, a city like this is a good place to do it because nobody's really paying attention to you. I've always disliked finding coworkers on my commute as I had to turn on the being social switch before I was ready to do that in the morning or keep it on after the end of the workday when I don't have any more to give. My commute was long enough, 90 minutes each way before the pandemic, and I had as much time as I wanted to be alone with a podcast, music or silence. Thanks again for such a funny and thoughtful podcast and for reading my stream of consciousness email. Hoping that Taylor comes back to DC at some point since I didn't find the first Netflix special until after the tour went through here. Looking forward to the next Netflix special and many more Sad in the City apps. Mike L. Yeah, I, I, I like that Mike said that about isolation in a city can be good for you because I do feel that way here. I feel like I have plenty of alone time and that is really nice to feel like you have time to listen to the podcasts you want, listen to the audiobooks you want, spend time in your head, work through things that you need to on your own. And that is helpful to remember when you're struggling with feeling isolated is to focus on the positives of that. Yeah. I feel like whenever I'm the most crazed, work is crazy, 
stuff going on in your personal life and you're like, I wish I could just have a moment to relax. When I get those moments, I'm just thinking about how I should be busy. Or yeah. How, why are you not doing enough? Or you know, So, yeah, it's very helpful if you're going to be in that moment to appreciate it. I think you yeah. said this too, like... Sometimes the worst moments of your life are sometimes the most nostalgic because and nice because you were taking care of yourself in mm-hmm. a way that you weren't weren't or aren't doing um, at your current place in time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel this way about traffic in LA or like long drives in Southern California, where there are times that I'm really like depressed by it and I'm exhausted and I'm sick of driving so much. But more often, I try to focus on the fact that I really like being in my car. I like that I can stop if I need to. I like that I have a cup holder. I have my own space. I can play my music as loud as I want. I can listen to whatever I want. I can make a phone call. So there's something nice about a commute, too. Yeah. There was an Instagram post where somebody was like, we haven't moved at all in 45 minutes. And they tagged us because they were listening to us. I was like, ah! At least we made it into your time frame. (laughs) When you're stuck in traffic and you find a podcast you like, there's no better feeling. Right. It's so good. I'm so glad that we got to be that for somebody. Yeah. Okay. This one is from Lauren. Hi, Taylor and Brianna. I just wanted to reach out and say I absolutely love this podcast. I've been a fan of Taylor's for about two years now and saw you perform in Boston the night of your Netflix special taping. Thank you. But I love hearing how honest and relatable you are on this show. I don't live in a city, but I do go to college out of state and it can be quite an isolating experience. I just listened to your episode about dating and found it so relatable how difficult it is to meet people despite being surrounded by them all day long. I also feel judged when I tell people I want a relationship, which is especially weird coming from friends who are in relationships. That is so weird. It's so weird when you're like, when you're single and you want to be in a relationship and you're like, I just want to meet my person i just want to meet my partner and your friends who have their person are like you need to focus on you you just need to be alone for a while and you're like bitch you didn't (laughs) right why do i have to like i so relate to that when i've been single i've been like sometimes the friends who are the other friends who are single telling you to focus on yourself is one thing but the friends who are married or in a long-term relationship or happy (laughs) telling you to take time and be alone and focus on yourself is really infuriating. Anyway, I thought you would find this photo from my friends and my drunken game of cards against humanity funny and some of them a little accurate. Thank you both for being such a source of positivity and laughter in my life. Okay. It's so good. Uh, I mean, these are, I don't even know how this works. So the black card. Oh, oh, here it is. Yes. Okay. So the the prompt card is times have changed. If you want to meet people in New York, you've got to be down for, and these are, these are the other cards that were thrown down. Rubbing my clit with a handgun. Are you writing these down, Brianna? <laughs> Making friends as an adult cultural appropriation (laughs) my landlord being nervous around white people (laughs) we should get cards against humanity that looks so fun well first i have to make enough friends here to play cards against humanity (laughs) you bring your childhood friend i'll bring that one friend i've made yes we'll call erica that's enough people (laughs) that's a really fun i'm sure there are game nights who do cards against humanity right I just, New York's, again, one of these places that you're like, I bet anything I could think of, it's here. Like anything I could make up in my head or go, I think I've heard of this. I bet I could find it here. (laughs) Absolutely. So that's a pretty cool thing. (laughs) All right. Let's do one more. This is from Sarah, my main character energy moment. I just discovered your podcast and started binging your episodes. But when you started talking about main character energy, you had me crying laughing. Since I think I'm on the same TikTok algorithm as Taylor, I also romanticize these people living their life like it is more than just waking up, chugging coffee, working, and then hoping the sun will stay out for more than an hour so we feel something that day. I work as a freelance graphic designer, but on a good day, I paint murals for local businesses in my city. 
my newest aha moment regarding my purpose. One evening while I was up on some scaffolding, painting outside, I had a group of teenagers cheer me on from across the street. One even ran up to me to tell me how much I looked like a main character up there and said I looked like a cool California aunt. I'm only 32 and live in Southern California, Southern Canada, can Canada. I'm only 32 and live in Southern Canada, but fuck it. It was the two best compliments I had ever. Top 10 moment in my life. Ever since I have tried to remember that not everyone sees the day to day like you do and that your life, even if it's mundane to you, is pretty cool to other people. But most days I just stare longingly at TikTok and dream. Thanks again for the podcast. You two are amazing. Thanks for making us feel less alone. If you're curious, this is the mural I was painting. And she sent it to us. Oh, my God. I was about to say, you're such a main character. You paint murals? You're a freelance graphic designer who paints murals? If you pitch that as a movie job, they'd be like, that's not real. You just put a bunch of words together. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Oh. Should I, will it come up? Should we insert it? Yeah. It's so cute. Oh, that's so nice. Oh. Yeah, if you have paint on a smock and you're working, you're a main character. You're a main character. If there's paint <laughs> anywhere on your body right now, you are the main character. <laughs> yeah. That's... Oh. Wow. You gotta love teenage, how that story turned out with teenage boys, because teenage boys can be the meanest group of people there are. So that's really nice that it turned out in a Well, good it's way. this group of teenagers. Oh, we didn't. We don't know if they were boys. Boys or girls. I'm gonna, gotcha. yeah, I'm gonna guess it wasn't a bunch of bros <laughs> that ran up and went, it made paint that, that mural. <laughs> it did make that story a little bit sweeter, but yeah, of course. Yeah, like, look, that's just, that's, that's my guess. <laughs> I could be wrong, but hey, I don't know. Um, okay, here's my main character moment. First off, getting really sick, moments of that, you feel like the main character. I got a robe. <laughs> I got a robe from World Market, and you never have time to wear a robe until you're sick. And when I started feeling better, I I put on this robe one night and I was like, okay, this is, we're good. Like, I don't know what it was. I didn't even bring it with me on the road. I should have, but the a good robe can really make you feel like the main character. I also started using a humidifier Oh, yeah. While I was sick. And now I'm like, I think I should probably just use one, right? Yeah. It's like way better for your skin and everything. A hundred percent. Also, just being on the East Coast more, I think my skin just got used to humidity. And so then when you go back to LA, <laughs> your skin's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Keep us moist. <laughs> but yeah, seeing, seeing like the steam come out of a humidifier, you're like, I really did it. Like, there's something about taking care of yourself in ways that are not necessary, like buying a robe or turning on a humidifier <laughs> that make you go, I'm I'm doing it. We're we're in a sad <laughs> montage right now, but we are in a montage. Okay. I I love that for you. The only thing that could have been just one step more is if you had some essential oils mm -hmm. and you put those on, you put a little drop or two in the humidifier. Funny you say that because I did start putting lavender on my feet to sleep. Yeah. Lavender and CBD cream. I don't know if it's helping, but I'm doing it. Hey man, you're trying. Yeah. Although putting stuff on your feet doesn't feel main character. Putting it on your wrists, that mm. feels main character. Or your legs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, <laughs> If you're rubbing something on the soles of your feet, <laughs> get in there. No part of you is like, I think I saw Cameron Diaz do this <laughs> in a film once. You're just like, this is whatever. <laughs> but yeah, anytime I put lotion on my entire body, lotion, I'm very reactive when it comes to dry skin. I'm not, this sounds like I'm setting up an ad. I'm not. <laughs> Use whatever lotion you want. Or if you want, give us money to talk about your lotion. Sure. But like my hands are so dry right now. I, I only put on lotion when I absolutely have to. And whenever I remember to put it on after a shower, yeah. like on my whole body, not just the part that really needs it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have my shit together. Yeah. I'm like, look at us. We are moisturized. 
I did this this weekend because I finally had two whole days not here at the studio. Uh-huh. And I was like, what does she do with herself? Yeah. And so I... She I puts mean, the lotion I on her skin. I did, I did the whole lotion on everything. Yes. I mean, I didn't get around to my nails, but I did most of it, okay? Yes. And I was like, this is pretty good for me because I don't usually do the lotion on the, like you. I'm just yeah. like, my hands are bad. I'll do it on my hands. But yeah, there's something about... And then you wear shorts and it just feels so nice. You're mm-hmm. like, look, there's no shame. <laughs> there's no anything on me anymore. <laughs> I used to be so good about shaving my legs and I just never do anymore. Oh my God. It's, it's too cold. Fucking time. Yeah. Like, I'm like, when am I going to wear shorts? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to wear shorts. I'm not going to shave them for me. <laughs> like, men don't care. Like, nobody cares. They really don't. Nobody cares. No. It's fine. Yeah. Everything I thought I was going to be better at when I was an adult, <laughs> I have not. I've just gone, oh, that didn't matter. <laughs> didn't matter? At I all? spent all that time shaving my legs. <laughs> I can't get that time back. I never will. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can email us at sadinthecitypod at gmail.com about what you're going through, how you're sad in your city. These are giving me life these emails thank you so much we're going to read all of them i'm excited there's so many um follow us on instagram follow us on tiktok i think follow me on instagram and you're TikTok. doing really well on tiktok with yeah. the with the so, with the show yeah oh really yeah one of the one of them just took off and then oh, a really? bunch of people started following us which yeah. one um it is which one is it I'm so bad. Oh, at- I th- it's the van life one. Oh, the Hashtag van life van one. Life. Oh my god, the van life one. Yeah. People were doing their yep. own sounds to it. <laughs> it was meta. Which was so cool. We were talking about the making fun of van life people or like I don't think we were making fun of them. No. I was talking about how badly I wanted to be one. Right. Oh, people love it. Wow. People are either relating or they're like but I am this person and it's so true. That's amazing. Oh, that's great. Look at that. (laughs) Yeah, the TikTok's doing well. Awesome. (laughs) Well, go find us on everything. Email us if you want. We love you. We appreciate you being here. We'll see you next week. 